first off, congratulations, really, uh, for an interval start race. Very exciting to watch. Um, so a few things. Um, I just want to get you to elaborate a bit in your post-race interview with Fis. You were discussing how this is the perfect course for you. Um yeah, for people who maybe aren't familiar too much, I mean, there's the Mörderbachen. We all are kind of aware of that stout climb. But what makes this specifically such an ideal course for you? And you've done historically quite well here. Yeah, it was really cool because actually I was talking to my sports site last night and just, you know, kind of walking through the course and how I wanted to ski it, how I wanted to pace it. And I was basically like, gosh, you know, like, this is literally like if I could have designed a course that was meant for me, this might be it um, because it's so flowy. It's sort of like toe block in that it's a thinking course. It isn't just like grind up this hill and then tuck in a straight line downhill. It's like flow through these corners, push these transitions, know exactly when you have to switch to be the most effective on your technique. And then on the downhill um, Elena and I were joking that it was like Mario Kart. I was like, I'm just going to be collecting coins out there, like <laughs> throwing up banana peels. Like, this is going to be awesome because basically it's just like, yeah, it's just, you have to set up one corner with the next corner already in your head. Um, and I love that stuff. Like it, you just, you can't ever just sit and relax. You're always thinking and you're always pushing. Um, basically my perfect course because there, you have challenging climbs but you're always transitioning from one element to the next and so you just have to be so present okay thanks for that um another thing to i, I just am curious how your race effort here and like perception of how you're feeling maybe differs from uh, your races in the past. And, you know, we're used to seeing, obviously it's a pandemic right now. We're used to seeing the Mörderbach and just like, you know, five deep with Swedish fans just screaming and completely into it. And I'm sure that charges the atmosphere. Is there any, I mean, obviously there are no fans and it's quiet. Um, how does that impact your racing and maybe perception of how you are or are not you know, feeling or hurting out there. Yeah. Well, I will say if you heard Matt Whitcomb out there on the hill, you'd, you wouldn't say it was quiet. <laughs> he was awesome. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's a very different atmosphere than what you're used to in the past. And so um, I actually think, you know, like obviously in a perfect world, you have the fans. It's so fun. Everyone's part of it. It's like a festival, right? Like everyone gets to be part of the action but in a way, this year, it's such a self-driven, self-motivated year. Like You have to be here doing it because you love it and because you want to do it. Not for the fans, not for any other reason. Like You're here because you love sport um, and you're ready to like push from an internal source. You, know? like you can push deep into the pain cave because you want to, not because someone else is yelling at you. Um, and so in that way, I actually kind of love it because – it's just such a test of grit and like how focused can you keep yourself out on that course when it's just you against the clock. Um, and yeah, and, and especially individual start, like you don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe some people caught a ride, but I was just by myself the whole time. And it was, that's like how I love to ski. 
um, because not that I don't love other people, I'm probably the most social <laughs> skier there is, but, uh, but in a race, I love it when it's just me because I get to push the downhills and take the corners exactly the line I want. And I get to flow through the course at the pace that I want. And that's just, I think it's really cool that way. And I also think it brings the most satisfaction when you have a good race because it was just you out there. Another thing to speak about, I feel like, is you, you know, you um, had an ideal race, you know, if you're looking at splits and you went, you know, you began quite a quite a bit ahead in, in bib number uh, ahead of Teresa Yohog, who is a generational skier. And, you know, I was looking down at the statistics just before we got on the phone. You know, she's won 66 World Cup distance oh, yeah. races, which is a record since 28. Yeah, I mean, it's just insane. And and um, I don't think she's been beaten in a distance skate race since March 2016. Um, and you and you bested, like I said, a generational skier who is nearly perfect all the time. Um and you said, you know, in your fist fist interview, it's kind of fun. It was hard to hide a smile, hide a smile under that mask. You said, "Wow, it's really crazy. I can't really believe it." So what we, I mean, you've won races before. You just won the Tour de Ski, won an Olympic gold. But what maybe for you wasn't, and in the moment, you maybe just are saying something. But what maybe is so hard to believe about winning a race like this against, you know, a very deep loaded field? I think what made it hard to believe too is that um, like every single element has to come together perfectly to race well against someone like Yohog um, because she, I mean, first of all, I really respect and admire her and she was so gracious um, and just so kind at the finish. And, um, and that's, that's really, really cool. I think a true athlete like shows grace um, when, when they don't have the best day. And so I think that's really notable and really, really cool. Um, but yeah, um, for me, it was hard to believe cause I mean, my legs felt kind of heavy and like, I felt good, but like, you know, after the tour de ski, you recover and then you start training again for world champs. And th there wasn't a plan to peak for this weekend. Um, this is part of the, Build up. I think for a lot of people, not just for me. And so it was, um, it wasn't like all season I've been targeting this race and yet I knew it was a great course. So I came into it with the most positive attitude, like ready to hurt like hell and just ready to send it. And, but you know, I came into Ruka ready to hurt like hell and was so far behind. And so I think it was just, I think what made it hard for me to believe was the fact that wow, like my body's just in a great place right now. And that's so cool because I've worked, you know, since the day I graduated high school, I've put everything into this. And, you know, Cork's put everything into this and our team has put everything into this. And it's just really cool to see all of those years of hard work, like starting to really um, pay those dividends. And in especially in a distance you know, individual start event. That's really cool for me. That's a little bit of like the holy grail of winning ski races. Can you do it when it's just you out there? Um, and obviously it's never just you. It's you and your wax techs and your skis and your equipment, you know, like 
I mean, I want to be the first one to say that like we had great skis out there and that is super important. Um, because as we've seen, like if you don't have competitive skis, that's the difference between being on the podium and being just off it. Um, so I think that was really crucial too, but I think for me, it was so exciting because this is something I've been putting in work towards for a really long time. 